Hello and welcome to The Budget Mouse, a podcast that will help you plan an incredible Walt Disney World vacation, even if you're on a shoestring budget. I'm Leah Altheiser, the creator of the websites The Budget Mouse and The Frugal South. I visit Disney World many times each year and have tons of tricks for doing Disney on the cheap. I want you to have the incredible vacation you deserve, so I'm sharing all of my tricks with you on my sites and here in the podcast. This episode is all about Beauty and the Beast in the theme parks, so let's dive in. Today, we are going to be talking about Beauty and the Beast, uh, a film that was released in 1991, all the way back in 1991. I saw it in the theater. I makes me feel really old. Um, and this is an integral film in what is known as the Disney Renaissance. And if you're unfamiliar with the Disney Renaissance, it's a fascinating chapter in Disney history. Uh, long story, very short. Um, Disney animation was really suffering from a lack of guidance and especially box office success. Um, it was really kind of in the basement, although there are fan favorite films that came out in the uh, late 70s and throughout the 80s. Um, Disney came roaring back with a series of films that they refer to as the Disney Renaissance. Jeez, can't can't speak. It came roaring back with a series of films that people refer to as the Disney Renaissance. And that's The Little Mermaid, Beauty and the Beast, Aladdin, Lion King, and then technically The Nightmare Before Christmas, which is not really a Disney animated movie, but I include it there because it, it's its legacy has lived on just as much as any of those other movies. If you visit the parks, you see a ton of Nightmare Before Christmas merch. So um, I'm sure anybody listening to this has seen Beauty and the Beast, or at least heard the songs, but really quick, I want to go over kind of a high level view of, of what impact this had uh, on movies and the Disney animation. And then we're going to get into the parks and Leah's going to take us through uh, how you can experience Beauty and the Beast in Walt Disney World. Um, again, I said it was released in 1991. It has music by kind of the legendary uh, songwriting duo at Disney of Alan Mank Mankin and Howard Ashman. Um, who sadly he passed away six months before the film came out. There's a whole documentary about Howard Ashman on Disney plus that I highly recommend watching. And at the time when beauty and the beast came out, it was the only animated film to be nominated for an Oscar in best picture. So without further ado, I'm going to bring in Leah who started this podcast and the budget mouse website and, and everything having to do with it. And she's going to help us uh, talk about or explore how you can experience Beauty and the Beast at Walt Disney World. Leah, what's going on? Hey, Dave. I'm happy to be here. Is it weird to not intro your own show? No, I like it. Okay, good. <laughs> <clears throat> so, you know, I in, in researching this show a little bit, and you know, I looked at Disneyland, and I'm not a Disneyland guy because I've sadly never been there, but it doesn't look like there's a whole lot out there, Beauty and the Beast-wise, besides like a, a counter service uh restaurant and some merch booths it really feels like they have done a lot of beauty and the beast stuff at walt disney world though yeah it definitely has a presence at disney world but not so much at disneyland so for somebody whose kids love beauty and the beast where would you and and you're and they're planning a trip to walt disney world where do they go first oh that's a good question i mean at this point in time 
uh, it's a toss up between Magic Kingdom and Epcot. So I will say before the pandemic, it was definitely Magic Kingdom. But unfortunately, some of the best Beauty and the Beast experiences have not yet returned after the pandemic. So let's start in Magic Kingdom there. Because we hope that eventually these experiences will come back. So my favorite was Storytime with Bao. Um, and that takes place in Maurice's Cottage in New Fantasyland. And it was a totally unique experience where Disney uses some magic to transport you inside of Maurice's Cottage. And then Belle comes out in her fancy dress and does a story time, reads aloud to the kids. Belle is a book lover, so it made a lot of sense. Um, and then there were some interactive features during the story time. And then you could also come up at the end and take a picture with Belle. Um, and she would give the kids a little bookmark as a takeaway. I mean, it makes sense to me why that hasn't come back after the pandemic, it would be one of the last things to come back. But um, I hope one day it does. Have you ever been to that? I have. And uh, I actually went <laughs> actually went on it. I said on it. It's not really a ride. <laughs> I, <Yeah. clears throat> I went through it with my wife, Kim, your sister. You know who she is, right? Yeah. Um, and yeah, we, we did it before we had kids because we didn't really know what it was. And while it definitely is geared towards kids, like you said, it's like a, a story time where she's reading a book to you. I, I did kind of feel like, oh, we we maybe we're a little old for this. I will say two things are are really cool about it. Um, first is that you you walk into Maurice's workshop and then there's this special effect that happens. It's really hard to explain, but it happens before you walk in. Yeah, don't explain it. Don't ruin the magic. I won't. I have <laughs> I have no idea how they do it. Uh, it blew my mind when I saw it live and it's it's really cool. And then when you're in the uh, the castle for the story time section, there is an ant. Um, this is not a this is not ruining anything. There's an animatronic uh, Lumiere, the candle, the candlestick. Yeah. And it's now, this is quite a long time ago that I saw this, and I think um, some of the stuff they did with with Lumiere is a little more common now in the parks. It was the first time I saw like the facial projection where the yeah, that's the, cool. The candlestick himself is like an animatronic, but the face is is almost animated, and it, it's a is really cool. And of course, he interacts with the the actress playing Belle, and uh, yeah, it's really cool. Um, I'm kind of surprised they haven't brought it back because really, I mean, most everything's come back post pandemic. Or yeah. Some people would argue we're still in it, but like it has. Kind of surprising that it's not back yet. I I will also say. Um, I saw one of the awesomest things um, during the picture portion uh, at the end. Um, you know, the the lady working as Belle has a princess dress on where her shoulders are revealed. And... You mean Belle. Dave. What did I say? Dave, you mean Belle. Oh, yes. Belle. I don't know what you're talking about. Right. You mean Belle. Sorry. When Belle is at the end, um, I saw uh, a dad go up to take a picture with her and he went to like put his arm around her shoulders and she did the most amazing like judo move where like she grabbed his hand and just put it right back down next to him while still <laughs> smiling at the camera and not breaking eye contact. It was awesome. <laughs> 
Um, that's what I remember. Ooh, Belle that. needs to teach that to women everywhere. Yeah, you are not. You are not <laughs> supposed to be touching the princesses at Disney World. No, don't touch the princesses. No. Oh, and I do need to say the official name is Enchanted Tales with Belle. I, I just call it Story Time with Belle, but it I does have a real name. A lot <laughs> of people, a lot of people call it that. So I think, I mean, I don't yeah. know if that's like an unofficial name, just that that Disney people call it, but I've I've heard it called that before. Good, and you know thing about things that have come back and not come back one of the best meet and greets in magic kingdom has also not returned and that is with gaston who you used to be able to meet in Fantasyland, and he was hysterical he would do push-up competitions with guests um and he was a riot to meet because he never broke character he was just pompous and ridiculous but that too has not come back so we're hoping in 2023 both of these amazing beauty and the beast experiences come back yeah there are a lot of youtube videos that are really hilarious yes. that guy um of yes. gaston uh interacting with people and yeah i've seen the uh, push-up contest a uh, very muscular part guest uh challenges him to a push-up contest and let's just say that uh, Gaston puts this guy to shame, which is really funny. <laughs> yeah. Uh, worth worth Googling if you haven't seen it before. Yeah. And then related to Gaston is his tavern, which is famous for gigantic cinnamon rolls. I have a picture of my daughter with holding the cinnamon roll up and it is as big as her little head. She's probably three or four, but um, they're really amazing. And then they have a version kind of a butter beer, like at Universal Studios at Harry Potter. Have you had that? I have never had that. Uh, the, I've, I have not been to Universal Studios since Harry Potter opened, um, but I have not. Yeah, been... I haven't had the version of it at Gaston's Tavern. No, and I I've never I've never been in Gaston's Tavern, honestly. Like I that's oh, probably a that's a thing I've got to do. You know, it just goes to show how however many times you go, there's more stuff to see. <laughs> oh, absolutely. I mean, I'd call it a snack station. They do have sandwiches like um, ham and cheese on a baguette. At least they did last time I went in there, which was years ago. Don't know. They're always changing the menus, but um, the cinnamon rolls the reason to go there. <laughs> it's so good. All right. It's well, over the I'll, top like Gaston. Go get a cinnamon roll when you're there. Yeah, I have not been in there, but I have been uh, to the restaurant, which is uh, a little okay. next. Yeah. Yeah. Tell us what's up with that, because I know this is this is a very interesting eating experience um, that requires a bit more. <laughs> when you're talking about Disney World, there's already a lot of planning involved, but this one requires a little bit more planning up front in order to get into. Ugh. Well, it used to, but <laughs> it has changed after the pandemic, of course. And um, so Be Our Guest is the restaurant we're talking about, which is inside Beast Castle in um, New Fantasyland. All of these attractions are right by each other in new fantasy land that we've been talking about so far but um so be our guest when it opened was unique in that it was quick service for breakfast and lunch and then dinner was table service and required reservations and it used to be that breakfast and lunch were a great way to experience this amazing restaurant on the cheap because particularly for lunch, you could get away with just buying a, like a bowl of soup and <laughs> or something and um, still get to see the inside of the restaurant. It has three different themed dining rooms all from the movie and um, they're all spectacular in their own way. There's a spooky library, there's the main ballroom and then there's a lot. Um, wait, there's 
spooky room. I don't remember what that is supposed to be, but then there's a library room that is Bell's library. Um, the, it's amazing restaurant, but unfortunately after the pandemic it has now become table service for lunch and dinner and um, a fixed price, very expensive table service for lunch and dinner. So it's, I just looked up the price. It's $67 fixed price meal for adults and $39 for kids. That's the same price for lunch and dinner. And it's open from 10 AM to 9 30 at night. Um, and same meal all day. So now they figured out that they can charge a premium to get into this place to see the amazing restaurant and gone are the days of being able to go in and get a bowl of soup. <laughs> Yeah, sadly I mean, that is the case now. It it does. I mean, it is amazing inside. And I, if I remember correctly, yes. I think the spooky room is. I'm not looking this up on my phone right now, but if I remember correctly, I think it's um, like a fireplace <laughs> with a shredded picture of the prince. I think. Got That's it. I yes. Want to say? Yes, and, and then, it changes. Yeah, the yeah, change. it does change. Um, it's a and it's really cool. Um, but you know, does I, it have the rose in there too, where the petals fall from the rose? <sighs> I think it does. It's been a while since I've been in there. I, I also remember that in the main uh, dining hall, um, it's always snowy outside. So it, yes. it always looks like oh, you're so um, cool. eating. And it's even though it's like 99 degrees outside with 102% humidity in the Florida heat, yeah. uh, it's still snowing indoors at uh, Be Our Guest Tavern. or Be Our Guest. Yeah, Restaurant. it's amazing. I mean, if you were to ask me, is it worth it? I would say no. I mean, I, you're giving up time in the parks for a very expensive meal, unless it's like your hardcore Beauty and the Beast fan. And to be able to dine in the ballroom is like at the top of your bucket list. Like it's a pass for me at this point. I mean, when it was a quick service restaurant for um, lunch or even the breakfast was a fixed price, but it was pretty affordable fixed price breakfast. That was a yes, because you could be in and out quickly and you weren't spending so much extra money. But now it's only, I mean... I, I, it's a pass for me now, unfortunately. Yeah, I, I would tend to agree. I've been there twice, both pre-pandemic. And yeah, like I think both times were for lunch. And I think I did just have like a bowl of soup and maybe one other thing. And, you know, it, yeah, you go in there and it's 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 themed great and it's fun to walk around. But, you know, you, you see everything and then it's kind of there's no show, there's no performance. And so for that level of money, I just I don't I don't know, man, you're taking valuable time away from the parks. You know, it, it's fun. It was fun yeah. to go in there and hang out for, you know, a half hour, 40 minutes to get some soup and a drink. But I don't know. It's it's pretty pricey. Yeah. Maybe it'll go back. I mean, we're seeing some other Disney uh, eating establishments who changed during the pandemic are starting to flip back like Chef Mickey's and stuff like that. But yeah. I don't know. What do you think about that? Do you think yeah. that this will switch back or do you think they just know that they can squeeze people for the extra cash and it'll stay like this? I, I It's hard to say. I mean, it's dictated by if there's still demand for it. And if there's if they're selling out, if there's no reservations available and they're able to get 70 bucks ahead, they're going to keep doing it. <laughs> Yeah. So um, there also was the beast would show up sometimes in the in the restaurant. And I don't know if he still is making an appearance. So it was I guess some would consider it a character meal. I mean, if the beast is like at the top of your character list, <laughs> meet the meet him. But um, I don't know if he still is. I mean, I would hope so if they're charging that much money for it. But I don't I don't know if that is true. Yeah, I've never seen him in there when I've been in there. But he used to only be there at dinner. So I don't know now that it's all dinner. I don't know if he is all the time, but 
doesn't say anything about it on the Disney site. So seems like a lost opportunity. I mean, they've got the Winnie the Pooh characters hanging out in the crystal. What is that? That crystal rest- palace. Yeah. yeah, they've got the Winnie the Pooh character shoehorned into a crystal palace. You can't have a uh, Belle and the Beast show up for dinner at uh, the Be Our Guest restaurant. I agree, but you never know. So speaking of princesses showing up, Cinderella's royal table is a prime princess meeting spot. Now, historically, Belle has not been among the princesses there, but it's reopening February 28th, 2023. And we don't know yet what princesses will be there. So with there being no Belle at Storytime with Belle, will Belle show up at Cinderella's royal table? It is a possibility. So time will tell if she's going to make an appearance there. I was just at uh, Cinderella's Royal Table for the first time a few months ago, and I loved it. Um, it was it, it was a chance for my my daughter to meet Cinderella, which was super fun. And also, the food was not bad. And um, I don't know, oh, I just, it was good when I've been. Yeah, I just got a kick out of like going into the castle. I just you yeah, know I I've really never neat. done it before. Um, it, it it's was so cool. I love it too. It was really exciting to like go up some stairs and use the bathroom yeah. at Cinderella's castle. <laughs> I don't know why going up those stairs is really cool. I'm like, why am I so excited about going up this like winding staircase? But it's because I'm in Cinderella's castle. I know it's re- it's really it's really cool. Uh, I I really like it. <laughs> yeah. So two other things I thought of at Magic Kingdom is there is a really great Belle and the Beast float in the Festival of Fantasy parade which is the afternoon parade at Magic Kingdom. Um, And that is a great sighting for them and a photo op of them together, which I'm trying to think of where they are else together. Oh, and one thing we'll mention later, they're together. But um, yeah, so that is something to catch. If you're a Beauty and the Beast fan and you're at Magic Kingdom, don't miss the Festival Fantasy Parade, which is a great parade anyway. And then, you know, if you have a little girl who's obsessed with Belle, there's Bibbidi Bobbidi Boutique, which you, Dave, got to experience, Princesses going to bibbidi bobbidi recently i did and uh <clears throat> my daughter my daughter was going to be bell for a good four months or five months leading up to it and then at the very last second <laughs> changed her mind well, i should say she i think she chose each single disney princess at some point in the six months leading up to it but bell was like nice. the recurring character she would always go back to and then at the last second changed it to tiana so you know but uh, also totally worth it. Princesses do. Princesses change their minds. Sometimes. Hey man, that's, that's, that's what they, that's what they get to do. Um, but yeah, yeah, it was, it was super fun. I mean, if you haven't done that, it's, it's not cheap, but, uh, it's, it's pretty great. It is great. It's truly magical. So let's go to Epcot because there's a few fun things at Epcot. Um, there is the Beauty and the Beast sing-along, which when that first opened, I had no idea what to expect. I didn't know if there would be characters on stage or if it was just going to be a movie. It's in the France Pavilion at Epcot. It's in the old, where Impressions de France was for years, um, also known as air conditioning and a place to sit down on a hot day. But I, I enjoy the Beauty and the Beast sing-along. It's just a film. Um, with scenes from Beauty and the Beast with the lyrics uh, under it, but it is fun to sing along with the crowd and sit down and put your feet up in the France Pavilion. That's an experience I've never done before. So would you, besides wanting to get it out of the heat, is that something that if you've got uh, little kids, is that something they would be interested in? Would it hold their attention? Do you think? No, I don't think it would. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Well, that's, you know what, that's what we come here for. I mean, 
yeah like no i wouldn't drag a little kid to that i unless they you know how kids get obsessed with movies like if you caught a kid when they're like have just watched beauty and the beast 57 times in a row and they that would just be the highlight of their time is to go that sounds like something that a kid's gonna come home and say what was your favorite thing at disney world when we saw that beauty and the beast movie and the and i could sing along like that's the dumb stuff that kids come home and say sure favorite thing well here okay so let's expand on this for one second because i have never attended something that has the words sing along tacked to it at, at any yeah. Disney park. Um, not because I've avoided it, but just because I'm like, you know, when I'm when I'm trying to blast through all my must do rides, it just yeah. has never fit into uh, any of the schedules we've done. So like when it comes to the yeah. Frozen sing along or Beauty and the Beast sing along yeah. or whatever, can you give us a quick idea of like what what is it like what are you singing along to what is the experience like yeah you're singing along to the songs from the films and um in the frozen one at hollywood studios is quite a production because there's live um characters on stage and there is actually a storyline to the sing-along where they come out and it's a unique storyline it's not just recreating the scenes from the film but um that gets pulls a big crowd every show and it's a big theater and it's very fun it also snows in the theater at the end no spoilers but it snows in the theater at the end or maybe i mean i don't know usually it does but um beauty and the beast sing-along is just the songs from the film that everyone knows that you've mentioned the ones that were nominated for the awards and what have you but um yeah and it's short i mean i think it's 13 minutes or something like that so it's not a big portion every day but like i like it just to get my feet up and get out of the air conditioning yeah and well for 13 minutes that's not that's not a, a huge time yeah. investment so if i guess if you go and you don't no. like it it's it's not <laughs> you haven't sunk a lot of your day into it no. all right no. well what's next uh, so also in epcot there's yeah so there's a meet and greet with Belle in the france pavilion at epcot where she's in her peasant dress i call it Ooh. <laughs> her cottage core aesthetic <laughs> <laughs> but um she's it's always a long line for it so it's popular um and i that's the only place to meet bell in that dress so for some people who are big bell fans that might be something at the top of your list and you can find the times for the meet and greet in the my disney experience app if you hit characters under like i'm narrowing the experiences by characters and it will show you the times so you can plan accordingly and like there's a line that forms before she comes out so if you really want to get bell's autograph their characters are doing autographs again and you want to get a picture with bell in her um peasant dress that's the place to do it it's outside the France Pavilion, kind of in between Morocco and France is where she's meeting now. Well, that's where she's always met for years. Um, the other opportunity to see Belle in Epcot is at Akershus Royal Banquet Hall, where she's always there. And she's in her yellow ballroom dress there at Akershus. So I love that as a character meal. I, I prefer it to Cinderella's Royal Table. Um, I think the food is really interesting and great i like that it's norwegian food and get to try different things and the character interactions are always really really good there um and the decor inside the castle inside of the akershus castle is really unique and cool too in fact with Belle, for a while you were meeting her right when you came in and got a picture with her so like what they did at cinderella's royal table with cinderella Belle was the one right inside the door where you had like a professional photographer take your picture with Belle. I've, I've never that, been to that restaurant. That was the case. I've never been to that restaurant before. Yeah. I feel like I, I've missed out. I think I need to do that. It's really fun. I love that um, princess meal. It's great. Um, so that's it. That all I, that's all I thought of for Epcot. There is a lot of Beauty and the Beast merch in France Pavilion. 
since it's set in France. So if you're looking for that, that's a good place to get it. I got to say, uh, I've, you know, as somebody who reads a lot about Disney stuff and goes with parks and all that, I, it had never occurred to me that people want character meet and greets based on what the character is wearing. And, and for a lot of people listening, oh, yeah. that's probably like a no brainer. I just had never, and no, I'm not judging anybody, but like, I just had never, um, thought about targeting a character based on what they're wearing. A very, very interesting. I feel like that could be a whole episode. You sound a little bit like a dude right now. Well, yes. And I can't help that because I am, in fact, if you cannot tell from listening, I am very much a dude. Um, and I, and I love character meet and greets. I just had not thought about like, um, yeah, they're cool. You know, uh, want targeting a specific outfit, but Hey, you know what, if that's what you're into, no shame. None at all. So um, then we have to go to Hollywood Studios. I almost forgot this somehow, but um, there is a Beauty and the Beast live on stage show that has reopened now for the pandemic and it's back in full force. So when the show initially reopened, I guess in 2022, maybe, or even 2020, well, it was 2022. Um, it was like pared down. The show was pared down, but as of the summer, it is now full in the full effect again. And so it is just a retelling of the movie, the story from the movie, but um, lots of like big show show-stopping numbers or they do be our guest with uh, lots of singing and dancing and production and I enjoy the show so it's outside it's it is um wait is it where it's close to Fantasmic it's at a theater that's special for it that is close to where you would enter Fantasmic yes um have you seen that oh man I I don't think so I've seen a few of the live things I know I've seen the little Nemo Little Nemo, cheese Finding Nemo uh, live yeah. thing, which was really cool because it's people like dressed all in black operating like um, puppets and stuff, which is really I cool. Love it. Yeah. Um, but no, I haven't seen it. But, you know, this is that's the kind of thing um, I used to think, like, I wonder why they just, you know, why do they just repurpose the storylines? Like, it's kind of lazy. And after having kids, I realized, like, you know, my my both my kids wa- like watching stuff over and over again. Like they they want they yeah, want exactly. the experience, <laughs> and they also want the reassurance that like they know it's going to happen, and there's no surprises. Yep. And I think that makes it a really great thing for a kid because they know what to expect. They're not worried, and so if you say, "Oh, it's it's Beauty and the Beast," you know that. Um, it's it's reassuring for them and i had never i used to like kind of avoid that stuff because i'm like i know i've seen the movie why do i i, I you know i, I yeah. don't need to see it yeah. yeah people are talented but like why don't they do a new story now it's because your kids love seeing this stuff over and over again <laughs> uh david's um, the tale is old as time i know i know and it, it's so hard for me to convince my daughter to like watch something new like hey let's watch a movie and it's just like she'll just start listing the 20 that we've seen in the last three months and i'm like no yeah. good, try something new of course, of course. Okay, so there's one other stop in Walt Disney World that I don't think would be on most people's radars, but it is the Enchanted Rose Lounge at the Grand Floridian, which was repurposed. I forget what it was called. Before. Maybe Meisner's. I think it was Meisner's Lounge before, but they have redone it. And I think it opened in 2019. That might Maybe, yeah, 2019 um, as the Enchanted Rose. And it is awesome like i think it's a hidden gem i love all of the lounges at disney world and not for the drinking i like them for the atmosphere and the small plates of food so i'm looking at the menu for the enchanted rose right now well first of all let me say where it is it's on the second floor of the grand floridian right off the lobby 
um, in the kind of towards the back of the lobby. Um, and it's open from 3.30 to 10 p.m. every day. They have some appetizers, but those are not served until five when they make like real food. So you have like an, um, a cheese board, a charcuterie board, some croquettes, um, flatbread, um, caviar for only $115. What a deal. Hummus, truffle fries, <laughs> smoked trout and crab dip. So, you know, typical appetizers for a lounge. And then they have some unique cocktails that you can only get there. Um, and the, the decor in the lounge is all reflecting Beauty and the Beast. And so it all evokes Beauty and the Beast. And is this a, is that an experience that somebody would need to, I mean, this is probably a, a, a a newbie question, but I'm assuming they would need a reservation or is that the kind of thing where you could maybe pop in in the afternoon and like no reservations take oh, and no wow, reservations okay. required. Yeah. All, that's why I love the lounges because you can pop in anytime you want. It's great. And so and and there isn't usually like 3.30 to 10. There isn't usually like a wait or anything for people to get in or if, like what's it like no. if you just kind of pop pop in? I'd say no wait. I don't, I don't think it's high on people's radars and I don't think a lot of people know about it. I mean, I'd say their target uh, demographic are people staying at the Grand Floridian. Yeah. And um, and also if you're going between the prime meal times when people are intentionally coming back from the parks to eat or, or, uh, you're probably in a pretty good spot. Yeah. I I've never had, had an issue there. Interesting. Okay. So I love it. I think it's great. It's very, um, it's very chill and elegant and, you know, very nice. Like the rest of Grand Floridian, which uh, is a really fantastic hotel. Yes. All right. I well, like is, is there any anywhere else? I I, I believe we, uh, through text, uh, decided there was really nothing beating the beast at Animal Kingdom. <laughs> um, uh, I couldn't think of anything. The beast is an animal, but I guess not <laughs> not the kind that shows up at Animal Kingdom. Although they were supposed so. to have Beastly Kingdom uh, at Animal Kingdom when it opened, which it never did because of budget True. problems. And then Pandora opened. So, um, all True. right. True. Well, well, thanks for having me on, Dave. Yeah, I uh, I think I'm going to maybe cover there's a there's a new documentary coming out um, just about the original Beauty and the Beast uh, animated film. Oh, cool. Um, which uh, which we might cover soon. And there's also. Um, a really great documentary called Waking Sleeping Beauty, which is um, on Disney Plus, and it's really about kind of the lead up to the Disney Renaissance and the things that were coming together that allowed all those classic movies in the early to mid 90s to happen um, that I would also encourage people to go check out. And Beauty and the Beast is just like it's just a great movie. And in fact, this morning I was dropping my daughter off at preschool and every single day. Uh, she has to hear be our guest on the way to <laughs> on the way to preschool. Aww, and what a sweetie. Uh, I I only just realized, like maybe in the last two years, that the guy who does Lumiere's voice is the same guy from uh <laughs> from CSI or what what sh- oh Law and Order. I'm sorry. It's it's um Really? I didn't yeah. know that. Yeah. Oh, what, hold on. I gotta get his name or else I'm not gonna be able to sleep at night. Jerry Orbach. That's funny. <laughs> yeah, I didn't realize he's also the uh, he's the dad in uh, Dirty Dancing. Oh my, yes, he is. And yes, he, he is. was, and he was the <laughs> voice of Lumiere. Oh, I never would have guessed that. That's cool. Thanks, Dave. Once you hear it, you kind of can't not hear it. But yeah, um, yeah I only realized. Yeah, he was he was uh, 
Lenny Briscoe on Law and Order for like a million years, but he was also well. For thanks all, for having me on. Yeah, well, it's your show. Thanks for thanks for letting me host. Um, where can people go to learn more about Disney planning? And why don't you uh, tell them about your website and all that so people know where to go? Sure, thebudgetmouse.com and thefrugalsouth.com has plenty of Disney content as well. Awesome. All right, go to those websites. And uh, thanks for listening, and we'll be with you again soon.